Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We have a special guest today. She is a force, a mighty woman of God. We actually got connected through the God's Vibes podcast by God, which is amazing. Her story is so powerful. She so graciously and generously shares so many aspects of her story, which is so, so powerful. So make sure that you give yourself the gift of listening to this episode. We also talk quite a bit about the God's Vibes Mastermind. This is such a sacred space and community to do the hard work, the inner work, powerful spiritual growth, personal development, radical transformation work inside the God's Vibes Mastermind. And I'm mentioning that because the God's Vibes Mastermind officially opened for enrollment on Monday. Yes, that's right. You can enroll now. You can go to www.courageco.org. You will see an option to either select a payment plan or you can save 33% by paying in full. Okay, and if you're already inside Courage Co., there's a link inside Courage Co. in the left menu in the dashboard that says courses and programs. When you actually click courses and programs, you'll see it expand and there'll be an option to enroll in the mastermind. That didn't used to be there, and it's only there for a limited time. We start prep week on Monday, June 26th. So prep week is a full week of just bonus content for you before the mastermind even starts. So make sure that you get plugged in there and enroll. This is a three-month mastermind. You get access to it for an entire year. There's weekly live coaching for that entire year. There is a beautiful community that is in this mastermind which is a gift in and of itself. There are two bonus courses. You get a declaration deck that I will personally mail to you. You get the God's Vibes Matter devotional, over 35 different journal prompts, and so many more bonuses. You get access to the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, and this is a bundle of trainings that we do every single month. You get them on demand. You get access to the notes and ongoing and coaching and support on that content. It's just a bonus. You don't even got to pay for that one. So the mastermind has so, so much value. Get plugged in there. Enrollment is going to close soon, but it is officially open. So you've got a window to get in there. Don't delay. Don't delay. Prep week starts Monday. We are also doing a free challenge right now called Master Your Emotions. Master Your Emotions. We just completed day two, but there's still time to get plugged in there. You can... Help us close it out on day three. We will do a recap so you can get plugged in there. The day three is going to be Thursday, the 22nd, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Looking forward, guys, to connecting with you in there. But let's dive into this interview. Welcome, Lucy. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Juliana. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm yeah, and I don't know um what to what to expect except that I really, really hope to um yeah, to speak truthfully, honestly, vulnerably, authentically. Yeah. Um yeah. Amen. We're gonna cover all those bases. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you already know. 
So tell, <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about you. Who are you? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about you. All right. So my name's Lucy Maraga Nao Igor. That's uh-huh. my full name. Maraga Nao um, is the name I'm known by in the village I'm from, the Tanobara village in Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea. I um, uh, I work with a resource company in Brisbane, Australia, and I moved here to Australia only a few months ago, and I've got the very important role um, of being a mom to a 17-year-old, and um, I'm also the daughter of a 72-year-old woman <laughs> who is at home in, in the village. Um, and between the two of them, they center me um, to understand my journey uh, with Christ. Yeah. I hope that's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Tell me, too, a little bit about your God journey. I feel like you have such a, a wonderful relationship with him. And I'm just curious how that has evolved, right? Some of us know God. Some of us don't. Some of us come from quite the opposite of a legacy of faith. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, thank you. So my mom and dad were actually from the United Church um, background. But when I was around 13, 12, 13 years old, they had made the decision at the time that we were they they were going to convert to uh, the the Roman Catholic um, faith. And the three kids, my big brother, my sister, and myself um, followed. And so we all grew up in the Catholic faith. And um, but before all of that, there is a very early memory I've got of who God is to me. Uh, when I w- My dad was a diplomat, so we traveled ar- around a fair bit um, when we were growing up. But when I was about seven, eight years old, I remember being in London when dad was posted to London at the time. And there was this program running on TV um, called the Jesus of Nazareth. Uh-huh. Um, series and that is the earliest clearest image I have of of um you know the the story of Jesus Christ yeah. and you know this is before being confirmed into the church years later etc um but that's the earliest memory and being in in the in, um programs that uh, that you run, these all all these memories have sort of been coming to light, and I've been um, uh, working through them. But that earliest memory, being seven, eight years old, the Jesus of Nazareth program. I remember for, as I went through life, and I'm forty six years old now. But that program always stuck with me. And in the last uh, it, during COVID years, I remember searching it up and downloading it onto my phone, so I have the Jesus of Nazareth. Um, series on my phone, um, and that is the um, you know the the earliest memory. But as I've gone through over time, what I've trained myself to understand is: Do I really believe in the Catholic faith, and what is it all about? So I did a lot of work to more like the intellectual work, uh, more than anything else. Autopiloted it for a while. Um, but um, and then I went through rebelling against all the principles. Went through a few years of that, and then uh, eventually landed back at the church. And it's been over a decade now um, of being fully invested in following through on on the faith. Um, but I uh, I have to say, like for me, I count nuns and priests among some of my closest friends. 
uh-huh. um, who have helped me, who have carried me through with their prayers. Um, and for everything that I've that I've got now, um, that I've gotten to uh, in my life, um, both for my son, my mom, uh, sorry, for my son, my mom, and myself, um, I believe it's through all of the active work of just trying to understand who he is and keep growing closer to him, um, no matter which relationship it is, it's just yeah. always trying to seek him out and seek his face out. Um, yeah, in all the relationships. Yeah, I love that. So this series is what helped you start understanding that you can have relationship maybe or that there's a different way to relate with God. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, as I went through um, settling in here in the last few months, um, I really wanted to get to the deeper part of the relationship. So there's the traditions and being in church and and what they're all what they're all about. They're really good. But what I found really difficult is whenever, um, you know, whenever you want to have a conversation about your faith and really, there's the intellectual stuff that happens. Yeah. But I I want to get I want to have the conversations where we get to the spiritual stuff. It's like <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, the logic is all there, the reasoning is all there. That's but I want to get to the spiritual stuff because that's that's where I feel like we got to get to and I wasn't finding the conversations I was having with different folks, you know, uh capable of addressing that. Yeah. Um and I also realized, you know, especially during COVID, especially during the year 2020, in that year, even though, you know, different folks at work know me that I, I, I take a chance and just ask people if they want to pray, you know, we're not in, in the office. Yeah. And so there are, there are work folks who know, you know, that I'm, I, I'm there. You, you want to pray? I'm there. Yeah. Um, but it's only one, it, it was only one, um, colleague here and there who would be okay for it right who gets it yeah but then when I as I journeyed along um, I realized during that year in 2020 praying became so much more acceptable in the office space yeah right more people wanted to pray and more people wanted to pray together yeah right and I went okay so and then COVID, you know, when the restrictions started to lift and everything, and then people sort of fell back. And it was, it's been such a phenomenal thing to observe. I go, how did how did he become absent again, though? How how in our conversations, you know, what you know, is it just that suffering, that that fear that brought it all, all together? And then is that it? But don't we want to choose him to talk about him when we're in, not in the middle of reacting to a pa- global pandemic, you know, where, where did those nice conversations go, you know, to, yeah. to face the challenges and the, the, the fears together and, you know, with God on our tongue, um, you know, and that was sort of troubling me. So when I got here, I went, I need to have, I need to be in the community where we are talking about the relationship with God. And that's got to be, I've got to get to the stage where that relationship is the norm. Yeah. That environment, that community has to be the norm. And then we are, then I can turn and participate in the rest of whatever the world has to throw at us. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be, I wanted that to be normalized conversation. 
yeah. rather than yeah. what was. I hope that all makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it's such an interesting observation. I didn't think about that. And it's from what I'm hearing and what I've witnessed from your story and just the incredible strength that you embody, it sounds like that came from your faith, right? You were raised in the Catholic faith primarily. So there was things that were normal, like prayer was something that you would do. And there was just different traditional things that became normal to you. So that's how you, it sounds to me, dealt with really hard things that were outside of your control or outside of your understanding. It's where some people can be drawn away from God when they're going through hard. It sounds like you ran to God and you were allowing that to be your search. And so now when you witness people that are like, oh, in this helpless situation that you No, right? You're familiar with that. You know what it feels like to feel powerless, to feel helpless, to feel traumatized, to feel like you're dealing with these things that are just only God can help you. Right? So like to you, it has been normalized that this is what we do, right? Like we don't just do it in a crisis. Like we do it all the time because it's a lie that we can't do life without God. Right? So that might be why that rubbed you so hard, right? Because you learned your whole life that this is where I depend on God. That's what I do. Yeah. Right. This is where I look. And so for people that don't know that, that can seem so wild. And when life gets better, the less we have to depend on him. Mm. Right. Because we can count on ourselves to some degree. Mm. So we usually run to him. It's not how it's designed to be, but we usually run to him when things are falling apart, when the business isn't working, when the finances are shaky, when the relationship broke down, like that's when we run. We're like, help, you know what I mean? but then we don't even know how to connect. So it's so interesting that you observed that drastic difference where it was okay when the world was crumbling, but then when it got back to some sort of normalcy, whatever that means, mm-hmm. then it was gone again. Yeah. And and yeah. it's no judgment to anyone, right? And I thought maybe folks just are not comfortable to talk about God in this time. And And I thought, but that's not how... I'm too old for that. I'm quite too old for that. But you made the decision, right? Like I am just, this has made me realize that however people show up, I am going to keep God at the center and I'm going to pursue him and that be first and build community around that. Yeah. And I'm not going to justify myself to anybody about it. I'm going to pursue him and I'm going to, I'm going to find him whatever it takes. I'm going to find him whatever it takes if I have to, whatever it is. Um, and he's going to he's going to lead me there. That, yeah. And I, it can't just be that closeness. You know, the the times that I feel he smiles upon, he has smiled upon me, and you know the way he does it. It's it, like people talk about miracles like they're a one off, but how, there are so many moments in a day yeah. when I feel like it just takes yeah. your breath away. You know that he what he does, who he is, the insight he gives, the rooms in your mind that he opens the doors to and you go, what? You but know, that I didn't is know I... a rare experience that you are sensitive to it. Okay. Can you see the difference? It's like, we just, you know, humans that we are walk around, not even self-aware. We walk around without being present. We walk around without being aware of things that are happening within us, especially let alone around us. Right. So how could we even be sensitive to God if we're not even aware okay. of some of the most simple things? You see what I'm saying? So you yeah. are sensitive to recognize him everywhere, but that is a practice, right? God is always available. We're just not. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And so it's so important that if you want to connect with God, you have to become more sensitive to the things of God. And you yes. can do that with all the other noise yeah. and all the things. And so the pandemic almost shut down a lot of the noise. Yeah. You know, where, where are you going to go? Like what distractions can you get tune into? And the news is not going to help you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Right. You're, you're locked up in your home. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so good. They, yeah. And I think, um, the other things that, that the thoughts, the other thoughts around it, are, um, it leveled the playing field. I found that COVID because yeah. of how, um, everything was sort of turned upside down. And the way I saw it was that it it leveled the playing field so much. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could actually see across mm-hmm. somehow, and I don't know across to what or to where, but I, fe- I felt like it just, things did that for a moment. And I, you know, it's three years now, but I still reflect on that actively to, to, not forget um, the lessons learned. And I can remember very specifically on the 24th of July in 2020, a prayer I had written mm-hmm. um, that really brought home for me what, you know, what I had to do, you know, after that, because I had not seen my son um, before I came across, right? We we had to be apart for about two and a half years um, because he was living here in Australia and I was in, in PNG. And that prayer, um, I can't remember it word for word, but it was essentially this. Um, if I were to die tonight, yeah. and I was standing there at the gates, and, you know, one of the, if not the first thing, but one of the first things I would be asked is, um, uh, did, you t- did you speak about me? Did you did you tell anyone about me? And there were you know two three other points that I had added of what I would be asked, and the answers I remember of those questions was mm, I haven't yeah sort of here and there yeah with my family really you know did I actively do it though and I I was getting confronted with mm, I can do more I can do more I can do more. Um, you know, you you go through those moments of going, oh, but with all the things that I've done wrong, all the all my mistakes and whatnot. And in that moment, it became, get on with it. Yeah, you've done your mistakes. Get on with it. But who who are you telling? Who are you telling about me? And even when you do tell them, you're gonna still make mistakes. You're still going to make things you're not proud of. Do things you're not proud. Of. Yeah. Are you gonna stand up and keep standing in me and my strength? And are you gonna keep telling them my name? That does someone know who Jesus Christ is because you spoke his name out? Do you know those were the things I was getting confronted with on that day, 24th of July, 2020, and I was like, I've got work to do. Yeah, and that's been sort of I I reflect on that, um, yeah. because I feel like that, that that really is what we you know when the sun sets the final day of our you know, of of the days and and minutes left in our in our years here on earth mm-hmm. that those will be the basic things we will be asked and I want to hold my head up when I'm asked those questions right <laughs> oh I don't want to be ashamed I I want to my head up and say I did I, I really tried yeah. and um, when he asked does your son know who who he who I am yeah I want to be able to say yeah I tried my best with it yeah. Um, yeah did your mom grow closer 
yeah, you know, your mom is close to, to to me, but did you did you give her time? Did you express the love and mercy that I have through what you do for her? Yes. Um, you know, the, those are all the things I was getting confronted with and I reflect on and um and that's what my journey since has been about. Yeah. Um they, you know, outside of us. I, I see my mom and my son as my first neighbors. Um, and all the other neighbors come after that, right? And yes, we've got to be good to people, but I I would hope um, that I can hold my head up high to him when he, you know, say, yeah, your name, yes, Jesus Christ, your name was on my tongue with my son and my mom. Mm-hmm. for all the days of my life after that day yeah um yeah that's what i would read that's how i describe my my yeah. god journey right now compared to you know where it was and all the off tracking so, here and there. <laughs> thank you for so eloquently saying that and just bringing it it's almost like going through that time right being separated from your son dealing with so many things that you know, you wouldn't, nobody makes it through sometimes, right? It's just that you're a walking miracle in so many ways, but it has you really questioning what matters, right? Like, especially when there's so much that's hard, it's like, what matters? What is worth fighting for? You know, we're all going to be fighting for something, but what is my life going to mean? What's it going to stand for? Right? Yeah, and it's really giving you such, to your point, you were like doing a visual, like it's giving you such clarity about what you are going to run after. You're going to run towards something, but what are you going to run after? And in that almost was freedom too. Like I'm going to be so humble so that I can be used and give you my best effort, but I'm also going to be so surrendered that I also don't know what that looks like. And I trust you, right? Like, and you're going to be open to seeing the journey. But what I love too about your journey is that you have so many things at this point that you've cultivated to get closer to God. So what are some of those things for, for folks that maybe don't know God, like, you know, God, what are some of the ways that you've really grown close to him even before we got connected? So just go <laughs> on what you've been doing prior oh, to that. Gosh, sure. Um, well, yeah. So I refer to them as tools. Um, I refer to them as tools um, of what um, I've used to sustain me, but as um as an example of something I've used in my mind, other, I'm not sure if I'm using the correct term, but concentric circle. So, um, right in the middle, I have a, a, an image of God is in the center, and then uh, just outside, the next circle outside of God being in the center, the next circle is my uh, mom and my son, and then, um outside of just beyond my mom and son are the rest of my community. So that's my siblings, their partners and their kids. Yeah. Um, and then the extended family, so bloodline. And yeah. in that bloodline, there are f- you know, folks I've chosen um, who are my bloodline and, you know, they're the communities that I that I feel the closest to. Um, so my best friend is also in there. And I feel like, you know, if I, if I dare say it, you know, in the coaching sessions that, that we've been doing, I feel like our little GVM community sits in there as well um, uh, because it's the chosen family. And I remember in one of our coaching sessions saying, I choose the family. Um, 
the GVM community because yeah. it's anybody you know who's who God puts us in the midst of and um, and we do life together um, and whoever is bringing us closer to yeah. God it, it, that's that's family no no yeah. matter what right yeah. and then the next is my employer the next circle my employer and then the next circle um, being myself so yeah. my um, I've I put myself right at the outer because I use that same tool to filter things through, whether it's my time, my money, my decision making, whatever it is. I try that is um, the tool I use to think things through with, okay. um, or to apply resources to. So that's one. So it's almost, then, is it for a visual for folks? Is it like a bullseye kind of? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I love absolutely. it. So it just helps you visually understand where your focus needs to be, where you're investing, who who you invest in and to what degree, right? Because we can't invest in everybody at the same degree and not everybody is safe to invest in or can receive it. So it's so important to say, like I call that center circle, you're talking about your God spot. Like nobody else gets in there. Like that's you and God. Like nobody gets in that God spot. Like that is you and God, right? And then you've got the circles that keep going out as far as how intimate you are with people, how, how into them you can see and how much you offer, it gets less and less the further you go out. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. There's another tool I'll share also is, um, so when I, when I sent my son across, he was 10 years old when he came to live with my brother and his family here. Uh Um, but something that he had grown up with, um, that I had taught him was, you know, it's it can be so God can be so overwhelming and to teach it to little kids. You gotta keep it simple, right? You've got to keep it simple. So what I taught him was, and this is only God. That's only God that 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 inspiration came from. But I taught him, whenever we say I love you, um, I he like if he says I love you, then I would say I love you more. But what I taught him was he needs to come back with, but God loves you the most. <laughs> so then over time, you know, between being a baby and, and 10 years old, we would do that. And after I love you more, it would be a rush to see who would say, but God loves you the most first. <laughs> so we catch each other out with it. You know, if, if he says, I love you, and then I'll go, I love you more. And then it, but God loves you the most. It comes out like that. <laughs> So we shortened it, right? So I lib glitten is what we say. Um, I love is the um, abbreviations for I love you, but God loves you the most. So I lib glitten is our shortened um, version of it, and that to me is so is a tool used to just simplify the message that no matter how much I may do for you, I know that you belong to God before you belong to me. And that's the same. I feel that um, we need to that parent that my parent, my mom. I said my dad passed away a while back, so it's just mom left. But I say to mom, you know, you need to be able to see that for your kids as well. You know, you need to know that how, no matter how much um, love I may have for you, at some point you need to be able to to give me permission mm-hmm. to allow me to release me to be a mom to my son. Yeah. Right? because I've got duties to discharge to the God I say I believe in to be a good parent. 
and I got to do that for my son. So, yes, I know you love me, but God loves me more. Therefore, I need to honor him in my role as a parent mm. before um, I can honor you well as a daughter. So the balance in all of that, right, is is yes. very fragile. And it's um, it's only what he enables us to navigate it's not for you know not not for everyone to find it yep tick that that's the way it works for everyone knows you've got to be okay with it and that's what he put in my heart as being okay that um my son belongs to god before he belongs to me and i live with him is the simplest way i can relate all the all the big principles of of who god is in our lives to him and I pray that no matter what, no matter what journey lays before him, but I hope that, you know, one day he will have kids and grandkids who are able to say that and know that it's true. Mm -hmm. That no matter how big our love and generosity might be, Mm -hmm. um, a person is actually God's first before they are ours. Yeah. I just love that you introduced that early too, because even if you don't know what that means, you know what I mean? It might just sound like a a cute saying, but at least now you're thinking, well, what does that mean? Like there comes a point where you're like, well, what does it mean if God were to love me more? What does that mean to me? Right. How do I know? Like, so it's starting this beautiful question process. And when we ask ourselves questions, we do seek the answer. And I think it also is a buffer against idolatry in a lot of ways too, where we, hold too tightly to things. Like we cling too tightly to people. We cling too tightly to resources. We cling too tightly to things and everything gets out of balance. Right. And so if we know that God is in control or he holds and maintains our lot, or he's the one that cares way even more than we possibly could, then we just get to partner with him in that care or in that stewardship or in whatever that mission is. Right. So I love that. It's such a simple saying right? Not necessarily with a whole bunch of like details to it. It just leaves it open for God to continue to develop that seed with whoever you say it to. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then another tool I use to sort of train time with him. Um, You know, we've got our body, soul, and spirit Uh um, always that's, that's told to us. But for me, for my soul, care of my soul. Like I, I think you were talking about the dental floss yeah. analogy for me, for mental hygiene, dental yeah. hygiene, mental hygiene. Um, but a, a similar concept for me is with emotions, the the hygiene for my emotional well being, um, the floss for that um, yeah. for me. Um, is artwork is is always having always having my colors with me whether it's markers or calligraphy pens or uh-huh. painting uh-huh. Um, so anything art um, uh, settles the noise Your emotions yeah um, when it comes to yeah emotional well-being so I paint um, now, which I haven't done in a really, really long time in in high school. So, um, you know, my best friend will tell my best friend will tell you that um, in high school, you know, I used to paint a lot, so acrylic paint, oil paint, etc. But when I got to university, um, I was in university to please my parents. I'm I am a people please <laughs> to another level. I am yes, mom. 
Yes, dad, people pleaser. And our traditional environment um, places our brothers um, as head um, of of our of our lives, especially you know in in mm-hmm. yeah in, in in the traditional environment. So all of in oh, I, all of that environment being there. But uh-huh. um, I remember with my best friend um, telling me, reminding me about how whenever I went into painting, you know, it was. And there, she saw so much beauty, and she she continued to remind me over the years, even when I stopped painting, mm-hmm. um, of the things that I used to paint. And she would help me reflect on those over over the years. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, um, and simultaneously, I think with when I um, came to came across the um, God's Vibe podcast, I started painting again. And actually, getting out and sitting in, in the sessions where they have um, guided painting, right. um, and then, you know, it's I, I, I haven't yet gotten to the place where I want to be, which is to paint on my own, to paint the things, the way I used to paint in high school, um, but I've used art to capture things, you know, whether it's good memory, bad memory, fearful memory, whatever it might be, yeah. Um, to document and then, you know, to pray over them, to let them go uh, if they need to be released or um, to paint them again or draw them again and again to if, if yeah. there are things that I want to retain. So um, like there's a small acrylic block that I have right now um, that um, has a very crude painting just of shapes. Um, if you see it, it's just, you'll think a child drew it, but it's I, they're intentionally like that because the challenge for myself was just snapshot. It's there, yeah. And then over time, I will go in. I intend to. I haven't done it yet, but I intend to go in and just put in the details. Um, oh, good. But that memory is of being five, six years old in the village, on the water, and you know, as kids, we used to mostly the boys would do it and I would stand, you know, I would watch in envy, but I remember being able to, to get in the tin canoes. It's just housing, housing roof materials that the boys would. And I remember being so envious that I wanted to get on those as well. Right. And that those memories, five, six years old, being able to sit on that tin canoe and being able to paddle out and it's just plywood, uh, plywood little squares that we would use to paddle out. <laughs> That's our traditional home environment and kids still do that to this day right of course the water's you know polluted and whatever now but when I was five six years old the seabed was white we had white pebbles on the seabed now it's you know all the pollution has turned it into mud and whatnot but those memories of being on the water in the little tin canoes those are memories of freedom and peace. And the, that's what I drew on the canvas to hold. And I know that there's some, there's some gold in there that, that God needs me to revisit. Yeah. Um, so hence the you know, crude painting just wow. left it on the side and then told myself that over time I'm going to put in the details. So that's, that's another tool, the painting to settle the emotions and really um, get the peace. Um, and I think on that, I do need to tag on how through the God's Vibes um, program, the learning has been recognizing that 
you on one session in our weekly coaching you were describing how inside we tend to do this and you were doing this with your hands and that image I felt was like for me I went that's exactly it that's what I feel like is happening when we're just you know you you know you can do better and you don't and then why why you know and then you walk away from a situation going why did I say such a stupid thing I didn't mean that that's not me you know and just doing that constantly yeah. in our emotional well-being that happens and so that's a um a, an area from the god's vibes um, program that i really know yeah. as um has lots of gold in it i need to train up those skills better um and that ties back to just that painting thing i know there's oh more too there's to so much that. goodness here i have to like level this for people so okay. one for folks that don't know when i was sharing in a training we were talking about how, you know, if somebody has poor dental hygiene, you notice that immediately, right? Like you, you just know, like ask a dentist, right? Or if somebody has poor physical hygiene, you also pick up on that really quickly. Like try sitting next to somebody on an airplane that has poor physical hygiene, right? Like you're aware of this. So use that concept and think about your mental hygiene, right? A lot of us have very poor mental hygiene. We're not thinking about what we're thinking about. We're not renewing our minds. We're not telling our mind what to focus on. We're not feeding it what it needs to thrive and to function well, right? We're not, if we're honest, but we often don't even think about that. Or what you're beautifully talking about is how do I take care of my emotional hygiene? If my emotions are up and down and all over the place, and it only takes like a little thing to shift in my day, and I'm a panic attack, or I'm a a mess and an emotional wreck, like what's going on there? My emotional hygiene needs some attention, right? Or spiritual hygiene. That's a whole nother area of our lives, but we live without taking care of those areas and expect ourselves to function. And we just do not. So I love that you shared. I wanted to share some of them back for people that um, depending on where they are in this is they can express themselves and take care of their emotional health through painting. You do a lot of beautiful things like journaling as well, right? And just giving yourself some space to feel what you feel and to process that in a way that brings life to you, right? So that's what I'm hearing with that. You have this beautiful diagram where you're able to see how to relate with people and how to relate with different life areas. So you have, it's almost like a bullseye if people wanna look at it that way where, you know, God's at the center, And then I can have, you know, immediate family, my mom, my son, my, you know, extended family, associates, work, whatever, right? And it just goes out so that, you know, if you're out of balance, your relationships are probably out of balance. Oh, yeah. Right? Like maybe you've been focusing too much on associates and you haven't even talked to God recently. So you have this beautiful diagram for that. And then you also do things to keep your faith high, which is it sounds like how you found me, right? So you yes. were listening to podcasts. Can you bring people into yeah, how that happened? Sure. <laughs> so, so I sort of um, made the decision um, to open 2023. I was going to go all in, really focused, really focused yeah. that um, my my faith is where, where I'm, where I'm going to get the peace and security that I and freedom, freedom um, that I'm uh, that I know is there. To Those are really deep things that you are craving, right? Like I need yeah. peace. I need, I need stability. It, yes. And what people don't know is like you moved to a completely different place and are starting your life over. Absolutely. And you had a great life in terms of like 
your career success and everything, you're starting over completely. Right? <laughs> so for you, when it comes to like needing some safety, some foundation, some security, some peace, all yes. of that was a huge deal. And that was driving you. So you set yourself to, okay, I'm going after these things this year. And how am I going to get Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And That's what did you it. decide? And then, um, so all the things I was listening to on my podcasts app, um, deleted everything off. And then restarted. And um, I started off with Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year. Okay. And then the second app was Pastor Rick Warren's Daily Hope. Okay. Um, And I've listened to to both their voices for years. (laughs) I absolutely love, adore their their journeys and um, what they speak into the world. And Father Mike, especially so for youth and um, Pastor Rick Warren, especially so for the purpose-driven life work that he did um, and what he continues to do with Saddleback Church. I talk about Saddleback Church as if I even know where it is in America. I don't know, but that's just how often I listen. California, I've been there. (laughs) I can tell you. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Just Oh, just how I I love Pastor Rick Warren because he's like he's dad. Yeah. You know, he's the dad voice. Yeah. Um, but gosh, you know, he, he went through the loss of his son and all that that sort of thing. So I, I listened to their voice, uh, him and Father Mike. And Father Mike, Father Mike was engaged <laughs> to be married and uh-huh. he had gone out um in service. Um uh, I think it was in in South America, and he was convicted. He was convicted by God in that journey, and he called his fiance, uh, it, it, yeah, his fiance, and was like, "I don't think I'm supposed to be marrying," you know. And that journey, like uh, how he gave his life to God after that. Oh my goodness, I have listened to his voice and gone. Just you go, Father Mike. You go. Yeah. You you know just. You go, and he continues to pour out his time and efforts to youth. And I love working with youth. Um, you know, that's something I had to really put on hold. <clears throat> yeah. In order, you know, for this year, 2023, to really be about that foundation setting, and especially so with the most important youth in my life, my son. Sorry, yeah. I'm pointing because I've got the painting of, of Stephen here. <laughs> um, but um, those two voices were on the podcast. Um. And as I kept listening to them in January and February this year, your podcast kept popping up in the recommendations. I'm pretty good with ignoring all the recommendations. You know, I've, I've <laughs> it's, it's art form for me. It's natural for me to just ignore it. Like, no nope, distraction. I am focused. That's yeah. it. Uh, I, my workmates in the office will tell you I do this. Uh-huh. And Tunnel the world vision. could be crumbling around me and I'm, I'm just... I'm okay. going to do this only. But your podcast kept on getting recommended and your smiley face kept on popping up and I was like, and pushing it down and whatnot. But it kept getting recommended and eventually I was like, her smile keeps drawing me back. Like she's, why does she have so much joy? <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> and then everyone else looks so, everyone else, you know, looks serious and whatnot and, Oh my god! And and for that I went. Nah, there's 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 a joy. There's a freedom behind that smile. Yeah. And then, um, and I went. Yeah, I gotta I gotta understand that. So I started listening to your podcast. Maybe maybe like 
too much in in a short amount of time and i went this is this is odd it it can't be it can't be that good for that many podcasts and then yeah. and i started you know i found myself like after a week or two i was i'd listened to a whole bunch and then i was going nah yeah i i got to got to look further into it and in a very short space of time after that it was yeah reaching out it was I didn't even know what I was signing up for, I'll be honest. It was like, I just, whatever her programs are and just whatever is there. And I remember signing up for something and then afterwards on the emails going, wait, what did I sign up for? And I think I was asking you, is that the coaching or is that the, I, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and, then, and so long as I was going to connect with whoever was in your community, uh-huh. with you and your community, I was like, I'm in. Um, and then I... Um, was the recipient of your scholarship yep. for the God's Vibes Mastermind. I got selected for that. And when I was filling in the application, again, I didn't really know what I was signing up for. I was like, just whatever is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a free like, Yeah, I'll just sign up. I was sort of doing that. Yeah, whatever enables me to spend more time in the community. I was like, but yeah. I was at work when the announcement was put out, when you guys put the announcement. And then I, I didn't know about it until I finished I took a break and went what my name's been announced as as the winner and you know it just exploded from there I say exploded as in the life with GVM yeah tell people what that is oh gosh I what's what's the GVM GVM. I love that you you've nicknamed it the program did not have a nickname until you came around (laughs) Uh, the God's Vibes mastermind uh-huh. I remember saying I, I I remember in the conversations the first coaching sessions weekly um uh-huh. coaching sessions that I attended with you guys because I'd been listening to so much of your podcasts and all that I remember on the call saying yeah I, oh GVM stands for God's Vibes must mastermind I ended up saying mastermind in an American accent yeah. and I caught myself it, it the, that's how much of the content I had I was consuming in that time, and that was only the first weekly coaching session. Uh huh. So, but yeah, for the um, I keep forgetting that this is a podcast, and I need to be able to share the context too with others. <laughs> I'll be bringing you back. It's all good. <laughs> you'll you'll have to do like what um what uh, what those pauses where you do your little intro and then gives context to what I say. A exactly, bit I'm your interpreter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with with what unfolded, I've now found myself in this community of other women who are in search of God as well, mm-hmm. um, from all different backgrounds. Um, you know, mostly based in America. Yeah. Um, and I I have to I have to say thank you for that. You know, I feel like. Um, a part of me has been a, a past part of me has been reconciled yeah. um, by being involved in this community. Because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, with dad traveling so much, we were in different parts. But when we were in Asia, we went to American curriculum schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that part of there was so much learning we did with understanding America. Yeah. Um, and I didn't reconnect with anyone really from America until the GVM program now. So wow. I feel like that's a, a completing a circle for me um, yeah. and reconciling a bit of my past there. But the um, rest of the community 
you know, with um, who's there and the journey we're taking, it's so, it's so important to just honor each of them because they all come in as they are. Yeah. And that's why I continue to turn up. And even though everyone there is turning up at um, a decent hour in the day, I'm tuning in at 12 midnight yes. on a Thursday night to the yeah. weekly coaching. <laughs> it's commitment on an entirely different level. <laughs> but I'm there because of yeah. that, that everyone is turning up as they are. Yeah. And... I feel like I enter a room where I can, I remember one of Pastor Rick's um, messages where he was saying he's been in a small group with with the the small group that he's journeyed over the years with. He can go in on his down days where he's actually um, being so worn out that he's so comfortable with those people to just fall asleep. Yeah. Ah, so good. Right. And I was like, that's the environment that, that I want to to find myself in. And I feel like that's the level that our little community in the God's Vibes Mastermind is, is at where we're just turning up mm-hmm. as we are with whatever challenges we've gone through during the week. And I have found myself, particularly in this last week, facing different challenges where I've just gone, yep, I want to get to that place. Um, I want to get to the GVM weekly coaching I want to sit in that room where like Pastor Rick Warren with his small group he can just <sighs> chill and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like we're able to do in our little community yeah. so that however is not to say that everyone's just cruising in you know it's a walk in the park we've all got modules of work in the pro in the um lessons that are um, dri- that have been dripped through over the weeks yeah. that we need to go through. And even though, um, you know, it's not like we're turning up in a class, this is today's session, this is what we need to do. <laughs> um, you know, we ha- did everyone read to page three of the handouts? And it's nothing like that. Um, it's all mature. This is, the, you know, there are, we talk about maturity for children, we can see really easily, but this is all spiritually mature enough women yes who are accountable for doing their stuff what they know they've got to be doing in their journey with god whether they're reading 10 modules in that week or one Mm -hmm. or only a page or listening you know or journaling which whatever the activity is everyone is turning up accountable for having done something to proactively move closer in their journey with God. So good. And those, all those materials that are available on the God's Vibes Mastermind platform, and I love that it is not on social media, um, that you're able to zero in on and just give focus attention to without all the distractions of any anybody else doing whatnot. That community also, I find, is I, I, ch- I challenge myself to put in a comment um, give my own learnings, put in something um, uh, as often as I can yeah. because it's more to hold myself accountable to do something. Yeah. And um, so that's also a big part of what I find really helpful in that intentional growth. It's time spent to do that, to type out something, to share, but 
um, it's also the emotional part and the spiritual part. So body, mind, body, soul, and spirit we spoke about earlier, right? It's all of that yeah. trained into that one moment in that little community to go, here's a, here's my gift to what we're doing as a group. And I hope, you know, I hope it's of use to someone else uh, or one other person at least. Um, and and yeah, I'm curious that's... too, because you, we started working together one-on-one and that has been so fruitful for you an entirely different experience. And you are not new to the game of investing in yourself and healing. So I'm curious to hear how coaching has served you and then how the mastermind that then you got plugged into too has just added so much to you. So tell me a little bit about that because they are different experiences. So even for people that haven't made that jump into investing in themselves, that can be really scary. I know the first time I did it, I was like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) how do we do this? Is this wise? What do we do? Why do I, you know, like it just feels so out of the norm that you're accustomed to when you're so used to prioritizing other people to start investing in yourself, it seems backwards somehow. It doesn't make sense. It's not true, but that's what it can feel like. So when you are coaching, how has that been different than what you've experienced in all of the work that you've already done? Yeah. Oh, this is, uh, th- this is, this is where it's at. This yeah. is where it's at. The coaching. Yeah. This this actually I have been reflecting on. It's a really good question because I've um it. okay, so oh there's so much to share in that. <laughs> there's so much to share in that. <laughs> You're like, there's so uh, much happening. Yeah. But if I can if I can boil it down to what I've what I've gained and uh, let me take a step back. Why did I choose for coaching? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let me go back to that. Okay. I genuinely believe that if you can afford anything for um, self-care, if it's going, if you can go out to um, a fancy restaurant or if you want to go, I, you know, I've got friends who love spending, um, who say their time out and treat for themselves is a five-hour session at the spa for yeah. facials and whatnot, whatnot, <laughs> and things each to their own. Um, but, you know, there's money spent on those sorts of things, but I think you need to be able to put your money to spiritual coaching as well. And that now I'm saying that very aware that I look at father Mike and, and pastor Rick Warren as coaches as well. Yeah. But they're not going to have time to do one-on-one coaching. (laughs) (laughs) With, with, with Lucy Ego in, yeah. in Australia, <laughs> as much as they may, as much as they may, you know, want to and 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 all that, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to have time to. Um, so what I find, what I find is, you you invest in. You have to invest in in spiritual maturity, just as you. And just as I've invested in, you know, going to buy paints and stuff for my emotional well-being, I need to um, invest in uh, going to a gym to to help with um, physical um, maturity, um, you know, physical well-being, physical um, yeah, physical well-being. I think spiritual well-being also requires an investment of some sort. Yes, and if you are not. 
Uh, this goes back to those circles that I was talking about earlier, The how um, we've got to be able to, um, uh, I do, I, I try to do my decision-making through those circles, but we've got to be able to send our money to something that contributes yeah. to spiritual growth. And that's how I saw coaching with you, um, that I had to, I knew my money had to go somewhere for that, um, and I was waiting. I was, you know, trying to work it out of where it was meant to go. Um, so when your smile kept popping up on the podcast here, <laughs> you know, I, I had I stood back for a little while, and you know, we were having the email conversations um, already. Um, but the next step was, am I doing this or not? Is this where is this where my money is going in the one on one coaching? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it. Um, and how long is this going to be for as well? You know, like, um, have I got a? How am I going to test it? I knew I had to hang in there for a while, and even for the next round of one-on-one coachings, I was saying to you, how I was like, no, let me give myself a month or two. I need to just allow things to settle first. And I like that you came back to with your own recommendation of it, mm-hmm. which I recognize that uh, yeah let me not get too ahead of myself this yeah. is new territory yeah and no matter how close I may feel I am in my journey we should never ever get so overly confident um in that um in that growth that we yeah. think that I don't need that anymore I don't need the guidance I don't need the call you know we so I may I accepted that no I need this is something I need to make room in my finances for yeah, um, and have continued with the one-on-one coaching separately um, yeah. to the GVM, um, yeah, program. Yeah, and how has coaching been different than, you know, you're you're familiar with therapy, you're familiar with other forms of healing. So how has it been different having coaching in your life? What has that been like? God is at the center of it, leading the conversation, mm-hmm. and to have, you know, I I mentioned about that I lived him concept with my son you know the whole idea is no matter who speaks into your life if you recognize that that person does not put god before themselves you know you got to get out and in all the conversations that we have and including on the weekly coaching course um, i i recognize that you're very quick always to give honor and glory to god when um, somebody compliments you um, or somebody you know speaks to something that you did or said um, to influence their own conduct you are putting God first um, and that makes me very very confident that I have made the right decision to keep going in the coaching um, yeah. because I am with someone who holds themselves accountable to God um, through and through um, so, you know, however many other Julianas there are out there um, yeah. doing the work, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that um, everyone is able to find that, you know, whether find their match, um, yeah. the, their match for their coach um, yeah. of someone who is able to bring out the goodness that they, you know, that they feel they have, but haven't quite 
overcome all the negative all the negative mindsets yet to be able to allow that to grow more and that requires a strong coach who is strong in the word who is strong in their own um bond with uh, uh to god to yeah. be able to lead like that so i find that to be very different to anyone else i've ever had any assistance from whether it was a counselor or uh, a therapist etc oh my gosh you just highlighted so many keys i don't know how much gold you know you dropped but i think that this is so powerful especially when people have you know had a therapist and it wasn't their fit or if they've worked with a coach and it wasn't a good working relationship or that coach treated them in a way that wasn't safe or that wasn't actually progressive or was not a match for them at all that can really be destructive and painful which is the worst when you're in a space where your your mental health your emotional health your physical health your spiritual health all of that is is being entrusted to this person and if they they drop that that's the worst thing right so i think that it's so important that you're highlighting some keys to know who your person is because i personally believe when the student ourselves right when the student is ready the teacher appears right like here you are like i'm ready for like my next coach i've got my money queued up and god's like hey hey this human hey like (laughs) you're having the podcast show up like here's this human and you're like this one though and he's like yes this one like keep choosing (laughs) like he wouldn't let you miss it so it's almost like you will be led to your person and it will be undeniable. And I personally, and you can attest to this, but I feel like on both sides, it's an answered prayer. Like God brings people together in the form of an answered prayer on both sides. It's almost how you recognize each other. It's like, oh yeah. Like I know since you're saying that, like you are a response to a prayer that I've prayed and vice versa. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And, And that's the, because I believe in a position of a coach, right? That is position in this way it's a calling right and anointing and and the flow will only happen with who you're called to and that's not going to be everybody right and so i love the other thing that you said is that when you feel safe and you know that that's your person you have that validated by god in so many ways and that kept happening for you then you were you were safe to do the work which is a big deal because then you could actually receive what god is saying Because when you're going through coaching, like you highlighted it, like it's not for wimps. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're a strong, (laughs) courageous human to like do this kind of work. Like it's rough, right? Yes. And when you don't have the right person doing that work with you, or if you don't feel safe, like you won't get the return on your investment. You won't get the breakthroughs. You won't get the transformations. And I think you just gave people so much value and letting them know like you need this in your life. It's really not a luxury. It's a necessity. If you want to function at your highest capacity, the way you're designed to one, two, it's that you got to make sure you find the right fit because if you don't, that can also hinder you, right. Or cause pain that you need to then heal from before you can get on the path. So it really makes sense to do your research and make sure that you are being led of God into that relationship. And then that it is a safe space that you can receive from because God, it's almost like a fire hose. That's kind of what I feel like it's been for you. God is just like opened a fire hose and you're just like, whoa, like all this stuff that was like building up since you were talking in like the pandemic time, like he's answering it and responding to every single thing right now. Amen. You know what I mean? It's almost like it all, it's like the rug gets pulled out from under you. Everything flies up in the air and you're like, what on earth? 
And now it's all like settling exactly the way he wants it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're really developing a foundation, which I think is so beautiful. And then you added the mastermind to this. So how is the mastermind different than just working one-on-one with somebody? You're, you're oh, highlighting man. the community, right? But how has it been different? Because to some people too, that could feel overwhelming, right? When you're investing yourself in this way. And there is, in fairness, a lot of material there. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. you don't see the whole elephant at once, right? So yeah. what has that been like adding that to your mix as well? Uh, my goodness. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know where to start with that one too, right? But it's exactly what I needed for this time. Mm. Um, and it speaks to me in a way that I get, you know, not, not everyone likes to journal, not everyone. And I've, you know, I've, I've come across folks who are just, they, no, it's a no, right? And I don't get that. I don't get when people are, um, uh, resistant to journaling there's so much gain in it but you in in the way you've set out the materials you know, you've got um i i discovered only like in the last week or two the the prayer the audio prayers as oh, well. yeah yeah that guided <laughs> prayers that's yeah that's cool those are those are cool easter eggs all throughout you know every now and then finding something there's like, little surprises oh. that i just sprinkle yeah. all throughout the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the question around how it's different, how the GVM community is different. Um, it, let me make sure I understood the question actually. Well, just the um, mastermind experience. So, cause I've done all the things too, right? Like I've done programs, I've done therapy, lots of therapy, lots of coaching, right? Like done tons of programs, like thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point. Right education. So it's like all of those are valuable, but they all serve different purposes. So I'm just helping people understand if they haven't invested in themselves, or if they're considering like, what do I do? Like, do I do coaching? Do I do the mastermind? Do I do both? Like, how do I know? And how are they different? So how is the mastermind ah, different? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'll, I'll pick up on one of the previous points around how everyone turns up to the coaching sessions as they are. Yeah. Um, that's the really key thing. Now, if you delve further down um, to what that means, what I observe is um, everyone has made the intentional decision to be in search of him. Yeah. Yeah. So you know where you are at and you it's, as an it's, it's this is yeah. biblical right like those that seek me with all their heart shall find me right so it's almost like i joke that everybody get gets bamboozled every time like you guys say that you get schooled <laughs> yes. but i joke that you get bamboozled right because like god shows up when you're looking for him he shows up and he like moves yeah. every time yeah yeah there's and yeah, like you, when we're sitting through the the sessions, the weekly coaching sessions, there's there are moments. Like I I consider them. I don't know if if our, our, I was about to say our team members, but our community members are are okay with you know how much we can share. But there's the way they speak to um, what they're going through, the challenges, and mm -hmm. you know that's sacred ground. Totally. It's sacred ground, right? Totally. Um, and, and it's amazing too. I don't know. 
how or if you can even put words to this, but it's the content. Everybody's going through the same content, but God is revealing it to everybody in a different way. And certain sections are being highlighted to people. And that's the beauty. It doesn't matter if you're on like week one, day one, or like week eight, day six, right? Like people can bring a piece of that content and relate it to their life. And somehow we're seeing God bring all of it together. It's wild how it is happening, but it's, you're getting the content in the coaching that is happening every week too, even if you're in different places throughout the mastermind. So I love telling people that nobody can get behind. And that is the work. Like if you are not applying content to your life from a mastermind, you're really wasting your investment, right? Mm -hmm. Like it needs to, I wouldn't even say just give you information because personally, I don't believe that just information will change you. It's just information, right? Like just knowledge in and of itself is not power. You have to apply it, but it's deeper than that. With this, it's like you have to embody it and you have to integrate it into your life. But you can only do that when there's a transformation on the inside, right? A transformation in your heart or in the way that you think or in the way that you process your emotions or all of that. And all of that builds on each other. So sometimes when somebody is sharing an aspect of their life that is really hard, it's like, that's their biggest breakthrough though. Exactly. It's their worst day, but it is their biggest breakthrough that they couldn't get to for years of their life. And they just had it in a moment. Like, what would you put on that? You can't put a dollar on that, right? Like you didn't know that moment was possible. And it is only God that does that. And when all of these women, all these people that are in the mastermind get together and expect God to show up, he does not disappoint. Yep. Right? as you spoke, that was that's exactly what was happening on the call last night. You know, um, the ho- you know, we spoke to the. <laughs> I'm so tempted to say their names, and, uh, and I don't want to to disrespect them in any way. But plugged just... into the mastermind. To be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the conversations that the conversation you know that started it. Uh, and then we went into the holy shift um, yes. discussion. Podcast yeah, episode coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to break down that whole thing for people. It's coming soon. Exactly. <laughs> but we we go into that, and then we're able to you know, learn a new strategy. Um, and and you went through so many strategies as you spoke to that situation. Um, and I'm pretty sure that everyone on the call would have taken one or two out of that. I know I recorded everyone that you are saying, and I'll, I'll be going back on the recording as well. That's another great thing about this is um, having the video, having the weekly sessions recorded on video. Um, you're able to go back, not just listen to it, but see yourself. And then uh, what I'm finding myself doing is recognizing that as a community is seeing the faces. Yeah. And I remember on on that session where, um, where um, Shelby had asked the question and everyone by the end of you responding to it, I remember seeing the image on the screen and all of us were like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, like during the headlines, it's like we were just about to go down on a roller coaster, right? And, um, but that, that whole moment that was to me, you know, that's something to share about that. It's exactly what you say, you know, when everyone turns up, you know, after the week they've been through, um, they've with the expectation that God's going to turn up mm-hmm. in that community. That expectation is met each yeah. time. In, um, but it's it's not met 
you know, through um, just being there, it's met because of the vulnerability of each individual and the courage taken to go, this is how I responded to something this week and I wasn't too proud of it. And, you know, and then from there, that after that vulnerability is expressed, then everything that unfolds after that is, yeah. That's so powerful. I think that could be one of the major differences too. It's like when you're working one-on-one with somebody, you have all these personal breakthroughs, but it's when you're in a group setting, there's a different level of community that's built, connection that's built, and things that inspire other transformations that you didn't even know you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, like I didn't realize that I have trouble with that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what saying? Or that I didn't know that like I could respond in that way and I'm actually going to deploy that strategy next time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like sure. that message was for you, but I'm taking that one because that's actually for me too, right? Like, so Absolutely. you don't get that same kind of experience when you're just working one-on-one with somebody. And when you have it in this, now you're like rooting for each other at the same time. That's and it. You're keeping up on each other's life stories and you're praying for each other and interceding for each other and you're seeing God answer prayer. And it is crazy. Like, I can't even call it a small group. Like it is a mashup of like a mastermind, a prayer call, a small group, like an intense coaching session, like it just God download. It's so many things in one that you just don't know what you're going to get. You just know it's going to be good. Yeah. I can't remember the exact scripture, but it's the, it's about the, um, uh, the cord, the three, um, three strand cord, three strand cord. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, each time we're having the the coaching session, that's what comes to mind. It's the three strand cord and the way it's woven. And I, by this time, I'm like, it's like six, seven strands of cords. You know that it's just the 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 strength of it is is incredible. Yeah. yeah, and I love. And if you can speak to this a little bit, I think one of the most profound things that you've been seeing God do, and maybe you didn't have full revelation of, but He keeps giving you more and more and he's giving you like visions of it and clear details but about establishing a different foundation in your life mm-hmm. right and god only does that when he's taking you somewhere yeah <laughs> right and when you're when you're going to be building more and more so i just love that you came in and it became very clear very quickly if not even in like the first week that that is exactly what god is doing so do you want to speak to that a little bit because that sounds like where he has you and then for you personally how does that relate to where you see that he's leading you oh wow so i know that i've got to the the i think the (laughs) analogy i had used with you i'm doing this because it's the the image I've got in my head is how we build houses in the village that I'm from. Um, we say in Motu, the language is Motu, we say do holo, and do is the post, the wooden post, and holo is to put it in the ground. Um, so do holo work, it happens on our houses are built over the sea, and it requires an entire group of men to go out um, when the um, tide is low, and they've got the um, house post um, tied with lots of um, rope and all the men are spread out all in a circle and then they start coordinating the toing and throwing on the ropes so that the post is able to move deeper and deeper into the seabed 
um, and then when minimum 12 of those are all driven into the, the seabed, then the house frame goes on top of it. And I've felt like in this time for 2023, that's what I am um, called to be doing in this season. It's to be doing the do holo in my spiritual life. It's to drive the post into the ground in my faith, in the name of God, to not be ashamed that this is where my house stands yeah. on Jesus Christ, to say his name, to proclaim it, and then to build that from that foundation up for the rest of my life. That is what I feel this this whole year is all about. It's do we say in motu do guna meholo. I I put my stake in the ground, I put my house post here. Yeah. yeah. In God is is where my house stands. In God is where my house stands. And in his son Jesus Christ, who was born of the Virgin Mary, Virgin Mary supported by Joseph and her partner. I believe in this God. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my savior. I'm not ashamed of his name. That's where my house stands. That's that's where my house stands. Yeah. So good. I hope that's answering the question that you yeah. have. That this is all, you know, the next step becomes, you know, what well, if I'm putting the posts in the ground, that's you know, the spiritual work has to be done. How do I do that? And it's all good to have the vision. If you don't have the strategy in place of how you're gonna get that vision realized. You're in trouble, and that's what to me GVM is providing is all the tools of how when I'm putting the post in the ground, I need to recognize you know the scripture what the scripture says um, about where I'm actually putting the stake in the ground. You know, is it is it going to be on a good foundation, or is it going to be you know blown away as soon as the challenges come? What what is the foundation yeah. that I am uh, uh, driving the the stakes into, and I know that on Jesus Christ, that is, that's where my core is. And another analogy I can use, another image that stays in my mind is what I discuss constantly with my mom, because we're from the sea. You know, her line, my mother's people are, are um, from a family of people who were ships captains, and 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 that and the water is is our is a huge part of the identity, but a constant image that she and I um, pray over and, and discuss is the anchor. Um, the anchor is always um, in our discussions and no matter how strong the wind is, um, that's gonna blow us away. And even if our boats, even if we've been tossed out of our boat, but if we have an anchor, if we are tethered to God as our anchor, Come up, me. Send on, send on the elements. You know, we're we're anchored, and yeah. so that's another um, image that I have in how this year for me is twenty twenty three. Is it's that solid foundation, that anchoring in God. I want to be really, really firm, clear, and transparent in who I say I am led by, and not to be ashamed of it. Yeah. And I'm sensing too, he's doing that in you as well. Like, so 
what what's really beautiful, right, is that through the storms that you've gone through, and it wasn't just the pandemic, it was so many things, right? But through all the storms, it's like, that's what can shake and crumble is the foundation, right? And truly, unless the Lord builds the house, it won't stand. So, and it can be hard when we've gone through really turbulent times to know what to even do and what to even run after, or like, how do you even run with endurance when you've taken so many hits? Like, that's really, 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 really hard. So it's almost like God's like, hey, like, forget <laughs> the former things. I'm doing a new thing. And like, let's build the foundation for that so that you can really trust me. And then we're going to build on top of it. You're going to know that this thing is solid. Right. But it sounds like not only is he doing that in your physical environment and so many elements in your world, like bringing the support that you've prayed for, bringing community, bringing you know, you're in a, a great work environment. You have so many things going on with your son. Like he's doing so many things physically, but he's doing that in you too, right? Like he's making yeah. you a firm foundation, which is wild. Cause you know, like when you've gone through something hard, it's like our mind can go to the worst places or our emotions can be everywhere. We could be e easily triggered or our heart can be un uneasy if it's not been healed. And that's not anything that we can fix on ourselves like it's only god right so i just love this as a metaphor that he's making you a firm foundation and also firming up the foundation in your life so that you can trust where he's leading you mm -hmm. and what he wants to build with you yeah yeah no i didn't re i didn't see it in that way i see yeah i see now what you're saying um yeah that i i and that's where i want to be that that foundation you know is within um so that even if I didn't have a place, like, you know, you, we write on our passports that tell us, you know, which nation we belong to and all that. But what if all of these things were lost forever? What if, what if my passport went missing? What if I, what if the house I live in, you know, um, burnt down and, and I didn't have anything? I'd still want to have a sense of, yeah foundation regardless because that's that's got to be the place that's truly where god yeah yeah that's truly where where god is um yeah and that's the journey i want to be on constantly is to finding what that is yeah. and we may you know we may never know it in this lifetime but at least if we're on that journey and we're living it out um yeah and in pursuit of it that's yeah. got to be worthwhile i'm sure of it that's got to be worthwhile I love. So I got two questions for you. One, this is a big one, but it's been like bubbling up the whole time. So I feel like I'm designed to ask you, but who is God to you? He's my dad. Yeah. He's my dad. You know, my earthly father's been gone for so many years. He's my dad. He's dad. He's his dad. When I'm praying, he's dad. When I'm journaling, he's dad, dad. Dad, you <laughs> come on, Dad. He's that. He's Dad. Yeah. In motto, we say tamagu, 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 tamagu. You know, he's Dad. He cradles yeah. me in the palm of his hands. Um, he's got me when I'm happy. He's got me when I'm crying. He's he he's Dad. Yeah. Um, and another image I have of him is, um, he's the eagle's wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah it it yeah he's he's covered me he's protected me oh man 
He's the eagle's wing um, from harm, from danger, you know, whether it's um, physical harm or harm, you know, within. And he's, yeah, he's the eagle's wing. And then on the good days when, you know, you feel like you're soaring, um, he's got you cradled under his wing and you're soaring with him, um, you know, to, to, to great heights. He's, He's he's the eagle's wing, um, yeah. But he is in the quiet, quiet moments um, when it's thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. It's tamago. It's thank you, Dad. He's Dad. Yeah, uh, I love that. I feel like that blessed somebody so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for giving us that insight into how you see him. I also want to ask you. I love asking this question because I just feel like sometimes. I mean, life is so fleeting, but we can forget that, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it says, teach us to number our days that we might live with wisdom, right? That we might be present, that we might prioritize what matters, that we might not miss, right? The the gift of, of being here, right? So when it comes to the end of this life, many, many years from now for you, and you can only impart wisdom to somebody, out of everything that you've gained, everything that you've learned, everything that you've built, you can only impart wisdom to somebody that would change their life. What would you say? Yeah, I would, I think I would say the exact same thing that I say to my son. It's to, you, sometimes we are so overwhelmed by the, by, by what, by the love we feel for the people in our lives that we want to protect them, care for them, etc. But we need to discipline ourselves always to remember that they belong to God before they belong to us. And we've got to step back and we've got to know how to rein in um, our own desires for them, our own wishes for them, our own expectations for them, to remember that God has desires and expectations and wishes for them. We've got to make sure we're not in expressing our love interfering with that relationship that they are gods before they are ours and yeah that's that, that's all i can say really yeah i was uh sharing with someone today and i just feel like it's so fun to, to get breakthroughs that are just so simple but profound and so she was expressing how sometimes we have this tendency to want to fix people right because we see them for for needing some fixing like something's wrong with them and we need to fix them (laughs) it's a very human thing that gets us in trouble but positioning yourself that way only leads to control manipulation pain because nobody can be fixed or nobody even likes that right when you are on the receiving end of somebody wanting to fix you right you just feel judged you feel not enough you feel the energy of that and it doesn't feel good at all if anything you just want to push them away so I gave her this analogy of how when we're partnered with God, God is the great physician, right? And we just get to be his great physician's assistant, right? So we can minister healing, we can minister love, we can release encouragement, we can release um, the truth, we can inspire, we can build up, we can just listen, right? Sometimes, you know, patients need to just release fears. And it's not that everybody is a patient, but you get the idea. It's like we get to assist the creator of the universe and all this epic work every day. Is that truly what we're partnering with God to do? Mm. Right. It's like, 
when we're full of ourselves, we miss it because God is usually sending us and, and giving us encounters with people every day to release things to them, to dispense his goodness to them, his mercy to them, his kindness to them, his mm-hmm. presence to them, an encounter with him to them, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, when we're the physician's assistant, we can just think about that. We're like, I don't need to be the doctor, but I can be, <laughs> do yes. you know what I mean? The, the one by his side, making things go smoothly. So it's just really neat when you think about that in a different way too. It's like, I'm not the one that holds it all together. I'm not the one that's altogether responsible for all of this. There's one much greater, much larger that's doing that. And I can assist. Yes. And as I partner with God to love this person, to train this person up in the way they should go, to pour into them, to inspire their purpose, to encourage their gifts, to remind them of this vision and this word that God has spoken over their life, whatever that is, they flourish. But to your point, it's like when I grip it or I try to get them to learn something or force them in a certain way or whatever that is, I miss it. Right. It's, it's now I'm trying to work my own agenda and I'm making that bigger than God's. Mm -hmm. And how do I know? Right. And so unless I'm out of the way, unless I'm just assisting, I'm going to try to take over. And that won't work. So I just love that you see that separation as something that is really valuable versus a negative thing. I think that's so powerful. It's taken lots of work. It's taken lots of work. Yeah. It's, I mean, I had to, uh, he's lived here. We, we, we lived, yeah, apart six, seven years. Um, before being able to do this right now where we're in the same household mm-hmm. and that that's a long time and you know he's had his journey um with his aunt and uncle and his cousin in one household and coming across to now be with, with me in this household you know it's a journey that he's gone through there's been challenges it's not it's not easy uh, he's got his own mind he's a 17 year old um he he expresses his views um and i have you know, I ask of him, yeah, let's let's meet each other at a place where we are expressing properly uh, to each other what's actually going on. Yeah. What's really going on. What's really you know, going on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him too. He's, he's a good, he's a good person. I won't say kid because they're no longer kids. Yeah. He's a good person um, with, you know, what he tries to do in, in his own journey. But, um, it's not like you enter into something like uh, it's for anyone, especially those uh, who might listen, who are um, uh, just starting out on their faith journey. I do want to say that um, you've made the right decision. You've made the right decision. You've made the right decision when you said yes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy. <clears throat> yeah. You made the right decision. And um yeah, you're, it's not like you're going to magically be okay for the rest of your days as, as a result of it. You, you don't um, all of a sudden become an angel um, just because you say yes to God. Um, no, you you still have your um, hurdles to pass. You still have your falling that you do. You still have your moments of, I'm so not proud of that. I'm so not proud of that. You still have those um, but you're no longer alone when you do that with God. You, you know, so especially for those who are just coming into the um, 
uh, into the line of saying yes, especially to Jesus Christ, uh, you've made the right decision. And then for those who are further along in the journey, um, it's, you know, I, I do want to encourage that um, we need to say his name more and more. We need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ more and more. Um, yeah. So Thanks. good. So good. Well, I just want to honor you. I feel like we could talk forever and just talk about this forever. But the journey that you've been on for sure is not an easy one. And it's one that you run after with all of your heart, mind, soul, spirit, strength, right? And even if you take hits, you just get right back up and you keep running. And the amount of wisdom that you walk in and love is, you can't even put a measure on it. It's without measure. And it's truly amazing to see how much you fight for people and how much you love and how much freedom and wholeness you're accessing. I love being able to see you step into your power and use your voice and express all the light that is in you. That's only going to get more and more as, as the days come, but it's just such an honor to be on the journey with you. And I'm just so grateful that you're even in a place where you can share on this platform and you've been so generous. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing. Yeah, likewise, Juliana. And <laughs> here is a, a little bit for you to end, end on. Um, not once throughout the entire conversation have I had that feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's a massive, massive breakthrough for me, I feel. And so I'm going to be praying on that one. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you for having the faith in me to be able to do this today. Because <laughs> I, I was like, no, oh, I think you might be, you know, throwing me in the deep end a bit too early. But thank you. I, I needed to do this. Yeah, time's ticking. We've we've got to step into it. We've got to take more courageous steps in our faith journeys and appreciate this. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. 
I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.